Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week we're coming back to Kurt Busiek writing what ifs for our... What if special? Featuring Kurt Busiek, writer of many, many, many well-regarded comics. It's true. He had a very good run on both the Avengers and Iron Man. Along with his own books, Astro City, and he also did the... uh, JLA JLA Avengers, I believe. No, that's not the one. No, he did Iron Lantern. No, no. Like, actual, the JLA Avengers crossover. Oh, he might have. Actually, that sounds, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So this week we are going to be covering What If Spider-Man's Parents Destroyed His Family, which is What If Volume 2, number 61, and What If Venom Possessed the Punisher, which is What If Volume 2, number 44. So what if Spider-Man's parents, well, I should say What If Spider-Man's parents destroyed his family was written by Kurt Busiek with pencils by Kirk Jarvanen, Andrew Wildman, Derek Yaniger, and Jim Amash with inks by Sam De La Rosa, Bruce Patterson, and Jim Amash with colors by Tom Smith and letters by Michael Higgins and it takes place on Earth 94561. There were a lot of artists on this and the art looks hella weird. Oh, the art was like the weirdest. It, it looks like something Don Bluth-esque from the 90s. Yeah. Well, this was done in the 90s, so... And you're, you've read more Spider-Man setup, so do you want to give the premise about Spider-Man's parents? Yeah, basically Spider-Man's parents magically come back. Oh man, Peter's so happy. All those people that I thought I was living, or like, I thought were dead are actually back in my life now. It was kind of weird because they've been gone for, like, 20 years. And, like, no one seems to, like, bat an eye or, like, ever question the fact that maybe this isn't them. Well, it's better than making it the focus of your damn movie. I mean, story. Agreed. Amazing Spider-Man, you bastard. Mostly Amazing Spider-Man 2, you bastard. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so anyway, the whole parents, like, being dead thing... Well, it mostly it's like weird that like the government, no, no one there like questions the fact that it's cool they came back. Yeah, there's like so many weird. It's sort of a dream logic thing. Yes, but at the same time, whatever, it's fine. Moving on. Yeah. Anyway, everything kind of seems a little bit off. Aunt May doesn't necessarily believe that there is parents because they don't remember certain things, such as like when they were married and everything. And she, but she never says anything about it. And it turns out the entire thing's done by the chameleon. They get into a huge fight. His um, parents are actually life model decoys and turn into giant evil killer robots. The big thing in the main universe here is Peter's mom still, like the life model decoy, still retains the love that she had for Peter. So she actually helps defend him. And. Basically, all I've taken that is is Richard Parker did not love his child because only mom defends him. And yeah, so they get defeated. It turns out the whole thing is orchestrated both by Chameleon but also by Harry Osborn. What? Because this is at the point where Harry, Norman Osborn's actually been dead for like roughly 30 years at this point. At this point, I was healing being for about 20 yeah. yeah, Luke's giving me the weird look. Actually, the one person who stayed dead for quite some damn time was actually Storm and Norman. 
Yeah, no, we had, like, a massive discussion when I was... When, like, Devin had told me that Chameleon wasn't behind this entire thing by himself. Because I had all these questions. And so, like, for about a half hour, we were texting back and forth. And it was like, wait. So, Harry, who was Peter's best friend, who also apparently knows that he's Spider-Man. Or at least knows that he killed uh, Norman Osborn. Decided to hire a criminal to make robots who would pretend to be his parents, who would also try and ruin his life and oh, kill yeah. him. Oh, no. Yeah, Harry was, like, super dark and twisted and it's totally messed up. Peter ends up actually finding out about it via videotape after Harry dies. Because that's the <sighs> thing. is like, Harry's, like, on this go- goblin formula, but it's, like, a weirder version that he didn't really test super well. So he decides to plant a bomb to kill Peter... The bomb ends up going off, but at the last second, Harry has a change of heart and rescues him. And it has, like, the super famous, like, ending death of Harry Osborn, which is, what could I do, Peter? You're my best friend. And you, then he dies. You could not try and destroy him with a bomb when you're hyped up on Goblin Formula. Well, it's true, but yeah. he was mad that his dad's been dead for, like, 20 years. Yeah, and so then Peter ended up selling his marriage like another decade or two later, and Harry came back, and this was never mentioned again. It's because Harry was actually just on drugs in Europe, and the whole thing was a fake-out set up by Mysterio. And actually, because of Peter selling his marriage, he also ruined Harry's marriage, because Harry Osborne was married to Liz Allen... But ever since the whole brand new day thing too, that also kind of disintegrated their marriage. So basically, look at Peter ruining everyone's marriage. But can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Yeah. Yeah, basically, brand new day kind of. I don't want to say like ruin things because I think people are like what came out of it was kind of interesting. Yeah, the entire setup for it was terrible. Yeah, there was good stuff that came out of it, but the reason that they had that, their reasons for doing it were very poor, because it's like, oh, there's no more interesting stories. And it's like, if you think there's no more interesting stories, get better writers. Yeah, because it was just like, they didn't need to destroy the whole Mary Jane-Peter relationship. Like, all the stories that were told after Brand New Day could easily have still been told with him still being married to Mary Jane. Yeah. Apparently, there's, like, the novelization of Craven's Last Hunt, but the main difference is, like, Peter and Mary Jane aren't married. It's like, oh, well, that... Why why would Mary Jane even be in it, then? Is anyone going to be looking for Peter? Not really. Yeah, maybe probably would, but... Anyways, in the uh, What If, Richard and May Parker have shown up, and Aunt May is suspicious, and so, like, she... So she's speaking up about this, and Peter ends up taking her out of the house because it's like, oh, well, if you don't feel safe here, let's take you to my apartment, and you can visit with me and Mary Jane. Well, then the robots are like, oh, crap, that old bat knows about us. Time to die. And then, bam, in they burst in through Peter's apartment, killing both Aunt May and Mary Jane. Yeah, it's weird because... Like, in the fight, they also rip Peter's clothes, so Aunt May ends up seeing that, like... Yeah, he's Spider-Man. Yeah. And, like, when the mom robot ends up killing Aunt May and Mary Jane, she hits them with hammers to their heads, which I get it's, 
like they're going to do really gruesome deaths, but would they blame Peter for the deaths later on? It's like, no, this should be like blunt impact from something that is a giant mallet. Yeah. But in the fight, they also end up smashing through Peter's apartment and the robots not wanting to draw attention decide to escape. They turn back into human forms. That way uh, they can like make it through the crowds and so this insane-looking Peter Parker with his Spider-Man costume on, minus the mask, is, like, running through the streets trying to find them. To kill him. Yeah. But then go to the Poe and say, no, our son's actually Spider-Man and just killed his aunt and wife. Now he's trying to kill us. Yeah, which is a pretty solid idea. And so we, like, get a few reaction shots, like Flash Thompson doesn't believe it. And even J. Jonah Jameson doesn't really believe it is happening, like, even though he's printed the newspaper, until Spider-Man bursts in demanding to know who's watching his parents, and Jameson is just so freaked out that he reveals that the Avengers have them. Look at Jameson caving. Yep. That's not the real, real Jameson I know. The real Jameson actually would have never said a word. Yeah. Especially to that spider creep. Exactly. And uh, so Spider-Man is trying to get after his parents. So the Human Torch and Captain America both show up and try and stop him. But instead of going to the Avengers mansion, he has figured out that the chameleon is probably behind this because of reasons. And so he like bursts in, wipes out the chameleon's guards. The vulture's there as well, and Spider-Man just breaks the vulture's arm. And he's basically threatening chameleon to explain what happened. And chameleon caves. Yeah. He's telling him everything. Well, then Peter gets super mad and throws him through a window and kills him. I thought he survived, but that's also because I thought he showed up at the end of the issue. Yeah. So Flash and Liz Allen are still trying to figure out what's going on. And they talk to the Black Widow, and they're unaware that like Spider-Man's waiting to get in to stop his parents. He ends up seeing the robots assuming they're real form so they can report what happened to the chameleon. And Spider-Man confronts them. The Human Torch sees them fighting, and so the parent robots end up fleeing, and Spider-Man has to chase after them. The robots, because they haven't been able to charge recently, are starting to die, and they end up crashing into Grand Central Station because Spider-Man is punching the heck out of them. And, like, as Spider-Man gets up, we see that the two robots have shifted back to their human forms, and they are impaled. They are dead, dead, dead. And in front of Spider-Man are, like, all of the other heroes of New York at the time. Peter gets arrested. Flash Thompson's yelling for Spider-Man to explain what happened. But Peter is just absolutely defeated. Because, like, Mary Jane and Aunt May are dead no matter what. We still have no idea what happened to his parents. And even if, like, they're, they're going to find out what happened. But he's just so defeated that he allows himself to be arrested and meanwhile, I thought it was the chameleon laughing, but it's uh, Harry Osborn laughing in the end. Because he got his revenge. So that's what I'm assuming. Correction. That's at least what I've assumed it is. Yeah, it's, it's not clear. It's like a person with not a lot of hair shape who is Which, to thin. be fair, the Osborns in comic history do not have the hair shape. Yeah. They have that weird thing that I always keep thinking is like, Sideways cornrows, but it's not. Yeah, 
I, I sort of got that. Norman Osborn haircut. Like, his has always, like, perplexed me. Like, it's like cornrows, but not. Yeah, no, no. I, I think what he does is he just has, like, multiple fades on his hair. Like, so many. Yes. <laughs> like, 20 fades. <laughs> Norman Osborn made most of his money making that impossible haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second issue we are covering is What If Venom Had Possessed the Punisher? Oh, wait, for one second. Oh, but we need to talk about what the moral of the story was for uh, the What If, the first one. Oh, okay, What what's the moral? Old ladies, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh. If Aunt May had just kept her mouth shut and didn't say anything, she would not have died. Uh, you know it's true, because she doesn't die in 616. That's not the best moral. It's not. Oh, I didn't say it was a good moral. That's just what the moral was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The second issue is What If Venom Had Possessed the Punisher, which was once again written by Kurt Busiek, with art by Luke McDonnell, colors by Tom Vincent, and letters by Janice Chang, and it takes place on Earth 92-164. And... We start off with Frank Castle, the Punisher, who's in church when Spider-Man comes in. Well, he comes up onto the bell tower to try and remove the symbiote suit in a very famous scene. And instead of Eddie Brock being in the church, the Punisher's there, so it bonds to him. And he's like, oh, this is weird. And so he walks... I believe that he told Eddie Brock to go to hell. Oh, yeah. Eddie Brock first came in there to pray as well. Yeah. This is Punisher turf. You go pray somewhere else. Yeah, and so he's like, oh, well, this is a new tool. I can use it to transform myself. And so it's like, he uses it to make disguises, and, like, the best thing is the first time that we see him using it, he, like, shoots webs out of the uh, Venom symbiote. He's like, yeah, I don't like this. It's not lethal. So he finds out that he can end up making bullets out of it. Yeah, I, oh, I love that. It was great. Yeah, and, like, that ends up coming back to be, like, important because it's actually, like, using parts of the symbiote so he gets hungrier and crazier. Yeah, I thought everything was, like, with this, it was just, like, damn, this is actually making, like, the Punisher so, like, terrifying. Yeah. which can beat anywhere, beat anything. Because, like, he does, yeah, he puts on a disguise and just, like, walks right up to, like, the person he wants to kill because that guy doesn't see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. And... So Spider-Man, who's in his black suit at the time, is realizing something is happening because people on the streets are afraid of him. And Daredevil also realizes something is weird with this weird black and white vigilante running around. Uh, Punisher, meanwhile, has like gone home to his base to sleep when Microchip, his partner, uh, comes in with reports about, like, Spider-Man being around the church at that night and him having the similar black and white costume. And the symbiote just takes over and, like, punches Microchip in the face, knocking him out. Because it doesn't want him to get cured. Yep. I like the Punisher's new logo. Yeah. Like logo. Yeah, it's like the Venom, but instead of the spider, it's got the skull in the middle. Yeah. But then, like, the teeth, like, extend far out. Yeah. And so Spider-Man has uh, decided to head back to the church where he got rid of the symbiote when Venom attacks him and knocks him out. Uh, Because, like, he's using Venom to make wings, claws, guns, and more. 
and Venom is ready to kill him, but the Punisher, like, wakes up in time, and he's like, Spider-Man's not a criminal. We don't kill him. And the Venom suit backs down. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Venom suit has been making Punisher go a lot harder on criminals than he normally would. Yep. And so Spider-Man ends up going to visit the Fantastic Four, who are at the time Ben Grimm, the Thing, Sharon Ventura, who has been turned into... Uh, She-Thing. Yeah, She-Thing. Johnny Storm and Crystal. Talk to your kids about the 90s. Yep. And Ben ends up giving him a device that he, like, requested since Reed isn't around to give him help. And meanwhile, Punisher returned and Microchip and his son are like, don't talk to me or my son ever again. You know. We also forgot Ben Grimm's sage words of wisdom. Oh, Yo, yeah. dude, you should probably stop dressing like that. Yeah, when I first read that, I thought that it was Spider-Man saying that to Ben Grimm because he's, like, wearing even shorter boxers than before. But, but nope, reversed. Yep. Which, to be fair, he's not wrong. I think they're both right if they're both saying it. Well, that's true. But and, Ben Grimm's like short shorts. Yep. The Punisher returns to his base where Microchip and his son are afraid because the symbiote has been taking over him each night. And the Punisher's like... I don't need you. I don't need anyone. And he decides to go fight more crime. So he goes after Tombstone, who is now one of uh, Kingpin's sub-bosses, I guess would be the term. But after killing Tombstone, he's like, Hey, you know who else I can kill? Kingpin. He's only like two floors away. Yeah, you know. neighborhood, might as well. Exactly. It's like, you go to Ikea for a snack, you might as well go home with a Bjorg or a... You stoofle. I mean, why not? And who's waiting for him? But Daredevil. And? Typhoid Mary. Yep. And the Punisher is able to get his kill in on Kingpin, and he starts, like, roaming all the city, fighting all the criminals he can, until he runs into Spider-Man, back in the red and blue suit, along with Daredevil and Moon Knight, at the church bell tower once more. I love how Moon Knight made a joke and Spider-Man told him to stop. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, look at those tables turning. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they get into a massive all-out brawl. And Venom is beating them badly until Spider-Man uses the device he got from the Fantastic Four, which is a sonic blaster. And that disturbs the symbiote enough that Punisher is free, but he immediately starts hallucinating this fight with him and the symbiote for control, and he's able to basically beat it down because his will is so strong, and he makes a deal with it that it's either, you're going to work with me, or I'll kill you, even if it kills myself. And the symbiote's reasonable enough. The symbiote actually usually is reasonable enough. Yeah. It has, like, someone strong enough to, like, tell him, yo, stop. And so Punisher, now with control, just flies off, and Spider-Man wants to follow, but it, Daredevil's like, uh, no, no, we're we're sort of screwed in general because the Kingpin's death has created a massive power vacuum, and we gotta we gotta go to work instead. We gotta fight the Yakuza, and then at some point in time, Elektra's gonna show up, and then something's gonna happen in season three, and I gotta figure that one out. Basically, it kicked off Daredevil season two. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what we should also cover while we're here, Devin? What? 
that comic that I sent you with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It comes from John Cullen, whose website is John Cullen spelled backwards. Uh, I'll have a link to it, but it's basically Spider-Man is at the uh, editor's desk, and he wants pictures. He wants someone to bring him all the pictures, and then we see the pictures that he wants, and they're pictures of J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. It's good comics. That it was. But you know what else is good comics, even though it's not actually comics, Devin? Trials of the Multiverse? I was going to say Marvel Live that we're covering next week, but yeah. Um, Trials of the Multiverse is good, too. That's what we call a double switch around. I'm excited for Marvel Universe Live. Oh, wait, when do you see again? This weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, then you're one weekend ahead of us. Mm Mm-hmm. I see it next Thursday on my birthday. Going to party like it's your birthday. Going to sip a cardi like it's your birthday. Because we don't give a darn, because it's your birthday. Yep. But we have three universes to put onto this list. So the first one is, what if Spider-Man's parents destroyed his family, which is Earth 94561. I didn't care for the story a lot. I thought there were like some cool twists, but other than that, yeah, me neither. Yeah. I liked the whole, his parents, just like the like different like machinations his parents went through to completely screw him over. So it's just, yo, look at me, I'm human. Oh, my son's trying to kill me. Guys gotta help us. And then, oh, oh, we're dead. We're gonna turn back into humans so no one believes you. Well, our current dividing line is 137, Luke Cage found the hammer of Thor. Slash, what if Keith Richards led the Fantastic Four? I don't think it's as good as what if Keith Richards led the Fantastic Four. Yeah, me neither. Uh, is it better or worse than Spider-Man Married Spider-Woman? Yeah, it's better than that. Okay. Uh, is it better than when Juggernaut tried to eat Russia? I don't think so. I don't think so. So our new number 142 is Earth 94561. Up next we have the Punisher Earth, or Venom Punisher, which is Earth 92164. I thought this was a really good issue and a really good story. Yeah, this is a great one. So, uh, better or worse than Space Punisher? I don't know, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I don't know, what would you think? Because I don't think it's as good as his other one. I don't know if it's as good as Punisher killing Daredevil. No, it's not as good as Punisher killed Daredevil. Like, it's really good, but it's not as strong throughout. Yeah. I'd put it above Nocturne's world, right under Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah, I can go for that. So... Earth 92164 is our new number 8, knocking Marvel 1602 off the top 10. Sorry, Neil Gaiman. He's going to come for us now. Mm-hmm. And then the last one... he listens. And then the uh, last one we have is the uh, Spider-Man Reverse Jameson, which... Top quarter? See, I will admit, I did not find it quite as amusing, I think, as you did. Okay. I think for a short... Oh, half, ca- yes, I would go for it, but I don't know if I would say top quarter. Okay, I think it's better than some of the other, like, gaggy ones that we've had in the past. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I won't necessarily go top quarter with it. Uh, is it better or worse than Storm and Norman? Yeah. It, I said better or worse. Is it better? Yes. Okay. Is it better than what if... 
Deadpool, Wade Wilson joined the New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't think it's better than Moon Knight had three different identities. Nah. So, uh, right under that and above Deadpool Dinosaur. Sure. So, Earth Naj is our new number 55. So, if you want to see our image galleries from the episode, find out more about this, see the Travis of the Multiverse list, or a number of other very neat things, you can visit us at multiversalq.com. We are also on Twitter, Tumblr, we are now on Imzy, I-M-Z-Y, so if you want to add on to that, email us at multiversalq at gmail.com. We also have uh, Facebook. Is uh, it's a new community-based... Because uh, I saw you tweet out a thing, and even I was just staring, I was like, I don't know what it is, and like I tried Googling it, and it couldn't really tell me what it was. It's sort of like uh, a forum, but you have to actually put in your like actual identities in for it. So it can't be like, oh... Yeah, I'm going to join this website, and I'm just going to troll people, and it's essentially a design for a secure forum. A few other uh, comic and, uh, like, podcast things that I listen to, like uh, Into It with Al Collins and Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, use it, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Okay. We have... Well, I'll show you. I'll troll with my real name and everything out there. Okay. Uh, My name is Luke Hare, and I live at this address. Look at the terrible things I'm saying. Uh, Multiverse Q is also going to be one of the sponsors of an upcoming video game release for Uncharted 4. Uh, Death of the Drake Dude. That That's a subtitle for it, right? No. What is it? The Send. Oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, we are going to be doing a... You can say what you want, Luke. Yeah. You cannot knock this game serious. I'm going to be... Uh, I have super special, like, collector's edition on pre-order for this thing. <laughs> uh, Multiverse Q is going to be a co-sponsor along with the Nerd Scenarios podcast and the Stuff Productions. Uh, so if you live near Reynoldsburg, Ohio, we're going to be doing an event at that GameStop so you can see what fresh bullshit that I've come up with. Uh, Devin, where can people find you on the Twitter? You can find me at Fredo Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And you can find me at, at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, I am also going to be at Space, uh, the comic convention in two weeks. So if you're going to be there, you can stop by and pick up one of the new business cards that will, or new promotional cards that we'll have. And, you know, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, if you like the work that we do, if you want us to do more work, uh, please take a moment and consider backing our Patreon. You can find a link to that on our website at multiversalq.com. Thank you for listening. This one's for Hank. Hank.